Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. Families, if you have kiddos, I know it's uh, difficult having them. I have three under the age of four myself, and so I know it can be wild at Christmas time. Um, thank you, sir. And uh, we're going to be, I want to encourage you, moms and dads and grandparents that are have kids crawl over you. The Christmas story, the Christmas scene, was not super duper organized there around the manger, okay? There, were, there was a lot of crazy going on, and so maybe you just have... Uh, you're trying to get a little glimpse of what it was like uh, there at the birth of Jesus. But we're going to have a a very brief, uh, I would call it a mini-sermon message, because the Christmas story, if if you want to turn to Luke chapter 2, is where we're going to be. The Christmas story is profound and complex and very deep, yet it's very simple. In fact, we complicate a lot of things at Christmas. And being in America, Christmas gets commercialized and sold and bought, and that has nothing to do with uh, why Jesus came. And so this morning, I hope that we will keep it very simple, and that you would see the great uh, glory of Christmas, that there'd be something in this simple Christmas story that you may have heard for 50 plus years, 30 years, 20 years, however many years, every year you come, you have Christmas. But I hope that maybe something today... Uh, something about the Christmas story will hit you differently. Maybe for the first time in your life, it will hit you square between the eyes, and you realize, man, this is reality. This is not just some fable. This is not some, uh, this is not some made-up, made-believe story. But this is reality, and I hope that Christmas will be a reality for your life this morning. Before we get to Luke chapter 2, there's just a few prophecies I'd like to mention. No other religious leader throughout history, has had their birth predicted precisely as Jesus was. There's many prophecies, and we're, only going to get, we're just going to just touch on two of them briefly. Virgin birth foretold, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign, and behold, the, the virgin, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, notice the capital S there, and shall call His name, what? Emmanuel. It was foretold in Scripture that the Messiah would be born to a virgin. Well, if, you're, if you're, you are in the medical field, you know that just really doesn't add up. That doesn't work like that. You see, this God who created the earth, created the stars, created the moon, He can do anything He wants to do whenever He wants. He's all-powerful. And probably, for our apologetic purposes and And maybe just because He wanted to do something unique and show His power, He chose the miraculous birth through Mary. A perfect Son. He is the second Adam, this Jesus. This prophecy was fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1. The angel said what? Behold the virgin, she shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall shall call His name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Next prophecy, quickly like us to look at, think about, the city where He would be born. Micah chapter 5 says, But you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall, be, shall come a ruler who will shepherd My people, Israel. Even Bethlehem. And then Matthew chapter 1, verse 27, promise fulfilled. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call His name 
Uh, I think that is a typo on the pastor's uh, part. But we know where was Jesus born? In Bethlehem, right? And there's many other prophecies that he would come from the line of David, that he would be called a Nazarene. He, in Jesus, we know that after he was in Bethlehem, God came to Joseph, you know, after the wise men, which probably happened up to a year later. The wise men, they heard, a, a, the wise men were told in a dream also, don't go back to Herod. And so they went on their way. They went back to wherever they came from. And it was after that that Joseph had a dream. And then God told Joseph, go to Egypt because Herod is coming in search of this child. And so what did Joseph and Mary do? They packed up their stuff. They went to Egypt. So to fulfill another promise, promise, God said that out of Egypt I will call my son. So there's a, here's the point. Not Gandhi, not Muhammad, not any other religious leader in all the world has been predicted that his birth precisely as the God of the universe. And so in Luke chapter 2, we see the most unusual story in history. Let's read it together. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius, which is a great name for a cat, by the way, I think. Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom He has pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it, wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when He was circumcised, He was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before He was conceived in the womb. Just a few truths about it, and then we're going to have an invitation to this Christmas story. You'll notice the birthplace at the beginning of chapter 2. It says that, verse 6, while they were there, while they were there in Bethlehem, Mary gave birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them 
in the end. So number one, we see the unlikely birthplace for a king. Most kings would come with all this pomp and circumstance. Most kings would have fireworks going off and, and all of these things and announcements on social media and all of, all of this excitement building. Millions of people gathering. And Jesus could have entered the world at really any time He wanted to and He chose this time in history. And He came and He was born. We don't know a whole lot about it. I'm sure that if you go to Lowe's or you go to Walmart, they'll sell you a lot of stuff that will make you think exactly how the manger scene looked. But there was no little drummer boy playing. In fact, this birthplace was a place that had animals around it. Just the fact that there was a a manger scene there. A disgusting, nasty place, probably. Not fit for a king. And so there they were, the birthplace. What was it? Well, it could have been, if you go to Bethlehem today, there's many caves. Surround, there's a lot of fields, and it, uh, as you get closer into town, there's a lot of rock in Bethlehem. There's a lot of natural caves. In fact, there's not a lot of need to build a lot of barns uh, and stables because you have all these natural caves. You have these natural places to put animals out of the rain. And so it could have very well been a cave-like place where Jesus was born. It could have been the bottom room in a house. This hotel, there was no room for Him in the inn. The inn was not like the Motel 6. It was not like a Hampton Inn. You could not collect hotel points. It was a probably just a, a uh, 2,000 year ago version of a VRBO house, a Airbnb. It was more of a People that live there live on the top floor, and then the bottom floor is for guests and the animals. It's not a very good way to treat your guests, but there Jesus was. It could have been just, it was leftovers. It was not the ideal place for a king. And so there Joseph and Mary were, and animals. The shepherds weren't even there yet. And Mary is having to give birth to her baby. There's no midwife in the Bible. That's not to say there wasn't one there, but there's no midwife. There's no doctor. There's no web MD. You can't Google anything. And here's a first-time dad trying to help his wife have a baby. Can you imagine the scene? But God was there. It was a special, special time. You see, God's ways are not our ways. And this year, maybe many things happened in your life and you think, man, that wasn't ideal at all. But all things work together for the good, for those that love the Lord. And here this birthplace was very different, very unusual, but it was good. Number two, we see the unbecoming guest. We see that it was, who did did the angel go to first? It was those shepherds. Those shepherds. You know shepherds were the most, they were on the bottom rung of society 2,000 years ago. And still today, if you go to India or China, you'll see shepherds out in the fields. And they're almost like uh, the homeless. They don't really have a place to lay their head. They just kind of make do. And and at this time, shepherds were considered ceremonially unclean. They took care of everybody else's sacrifices, but they never got to go to the temple to worship. They never got to go on Christmas Day to the house of the Lord. They never got... Well, there wasn't a Christmas Day until this Christmas Day, but... Shepherds were not the cool guys invited to the party. 
In fact, a few years ago, I think I shared this last year, I noticed a, I was at a church and there was a, a manger scene. And it was uh, one of those um, children toy set manger scenes, you know, that you see? Fisher Price. And, but there were no shepherds. There weren't any shepherds. And I'm thinking, how can you leave out the shepherds? It's because the shepherds, for all of world's history, have not been the cool guys. But see, this is how God works. This baby Jesus would be for the down and outs, people that had no money, that could not offer anything. And this king would also be for the wealthiest of the wealthy. This king would be for all people, the Bible says. And it was God, in His sovereignty, in His grace, that reached down and He revealed Himself. The Bible says that glory shone all around the, the shepherds. There they were, in those fields. Can you imagine the scene? And God told them that the Messiah had come. Unbecoming guest. Look what the angel said in verse 10. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, there's with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. Can you imagine those shepherds? You know, upon hearing this, I, I think that a lot probably went through their mind, but at first, they probably just thought about their status. Okay, so angels appearing to us. There's this king. You know, why in the world are we going to be able to get close to him? But then, the angel says that you'll find him lying in a manger. And so, can you imagine if you're a shepherd, you think, well, hey, I, may, I might can relate to this king. I might can get close to this king. I'm becoming guests. Can you imagine the shepherds coming into Bethlehem? Have you seen this baby? I'm certain that many people they ran into, they said, well, there's a lot of people that have had babies. What are you talking about? And most people probably didn't give them the time of day, but then they found baby Jesus lying in a manger, just as the angels had predicted. And then lastly, we see that this is such an unusual way to enter the world. That God of the universe... He would make Himself a baby. A screaming, crying baby. Probably had a lot of gas reflux. A lot of things that babies do. And there was God Himself, made in the flesh, lying on His back, staring up through human eyes, looking at His mom. Can you imagine? God. The God made Himself so vulnerable. He made Himself to be at such risk. It's a mystery, this Christmas story. This Jesus came in the most unusual way. Mary pondered these things in her heart. And those shepherds, notice what they do. They returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The shepherds were the first evangelists. The shepherds were the ones that they heard the news They went to investigate, and then they went proclaiming the good news about Jesus. I'm afraid a lot of people at Christmas time, we hear about it, 
We hear about this Jesus, but it's not reality for our life. And part of the problem is we don't investigate. We don't look for our own self. We just hear what a preacher says, or we just hear what we see on TV or on the Christmas special. We get our theology from the internet. I want to challenge you today. Do some investigation into this Christmas story. Do some investigation into this Jesus who changed the world. And after they investigated, you know what they realized? This is God. This is it. And they went to tell all people. And they didn't let their status, they didn't let how much money they had, they didn't let their circumstances change their proclamation of the good news. And so they went unashamed. They didn't care what anybody thought because they had seen the King. This morning, I wonder, do you know this Jesus? You see, this baby was born, of course, to show us how we should live, of course, to, to teach us what we should do and how we should treat each other. But His main purpose was not those things. His main purpose was to rescue us. His main purpose was to save us from our sin. To make a way when there was no way. And that's why Jesus came. That's why this church is here. That's why we're here. It's not for a show. It's because God has changed our lives. He's all that matters. He's forgiven us. I wonder today, have you been forgiven of all your sin? Jesus Christ is the best gift ever given. He's the greatest gift of all. But if you don't open Him, if you don't receive Him as your personal Lord and Savior, then it will not be your gift. Christmas will not mean much to you, except for what you can get out of it. And that will be a fleeting few days. Maybe you might get something you want from the store. But that will not satisfy. But this baby Jesus, He will satisfy. He will fulfill every longing that you have. He will forgive all your sin. Do you know this Jesus today? If not, I want to challenge you. You can come and receive this Jesus as Lord. Because this baby who we celebrate at Christmas grew up to be a man. This baby lived a perfect life life. He never punched anybody in the face, although I'm sure he wanted to. He never cursed anyone. He never spit on anyone. He never uh, bad-mouthed anyone. He lived a perfect life. And then He gave His life on the cross. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That Jesus went to that cross No one took His life, but He gave it. He laid His life down for you and for me and for the whole world. That Jesus died on the cross. He was buried in a tomb. And just as He predicted, He rose from that tomb three days later. And the grave clothes were neatly folded. It wasn't in haste. No one stole the body. In fact, they tried to find the body. They went to great lengths to try to find this body of this man named Jesus. They couldn't find him. He was alive. Many eyewitnesses saw him. Saw the the holes in his hands and his feet. This Jesus rules and reigns today over his creation. He is good. He is powerful. And he wishes this Christmas for you to experience him. For you to receive Him as Lord. Not just a fleeting, praise Jesus, then go do what we want. He wants you to slow down like the shepherds. To investigate. 
to take in all the glory of Christmas. To realize that this Jesus is for you. You know, maybe this Christmas you're not going to get what present you want. You may see something someone else gets or whatnot, and you think, man, I wish I could have had that. Friend, Jesus, baby Jesus, King Jesus is for you. Isn't that awesome? He's for you. So many people, we, we hear that, and that's too good to be true. No, He's for you. That's why He came, to be a gift. Will you receive that gift this morning? And maybe you have received that gift. Maybe you, you could testify, hey, yes, He's changed my life. He's good. He's faithful. He's awesome. He's all that matters in my life. And if that's you this morning, we're about to sing a song. And I want to encourage you just to sing it. And if you don't know the words, just close your eyes and listen to the words being sung. You were created to worship. Did you know that? You were created. You're placed on this planet to worship the living God. And if you haven't been worshiping the Lord, then you've really been wasting your life. You've been wasting while you're here. God don't want you to waste your life. He wants your life to count, to matter. So may you, during this invitation, join in with all the angels, with all creation, with all the nations, with all the universe, and sing and declare the glory of God. Let's pray.